Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we are back to explore more from the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, feedback from our wonderful listeners and our challenge of the week. Welcome back to Self Care Club, the epilogue show. Hi, welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of Reiki. Well, I'll tell you when we ask, have you done it before? I just did. No, that's not the next question. I just said, have you done this before? Have you tried it before? <laughs> Am I allowed to answer? Yeah. Well, I just did. I think you have a very flexible rectum. <laughs> I wonder if you could actually take over the world with a flexible rectum. <laughs> Listen, if you're on the right horn types, I think you probably What could. was his name? The I just think this whole week, this whole week, we have just been putting our butts out to the universe, li- literally in our podcast, and I think we were just responding. Lauren, before we get into the rest of the week on Reiki, we have had a lovely new review, which I would love to share, if that's okay. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Actually, I think maybe we should make this a permanent feature of our show, reading out our favourite review of the week. We could call it maybe... Review of the Week. Wow, that was as if we'd thought about this before we recorded. <laughs> yes, that is a great idea. So this week's review comes from Kay Bergy and they write, It's a shame Lauren and Nicole can't road test the effects of listening to their own podcast on well-being. For me, this has massively helped my self-care as I immerse myself in their podcast and laugh and cry with them. It stops my mind worrying and processing and stressing. I can't recommend it enough. Thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that such a sweet Thank message? You. So if you love the show, please feel free to write us a review. If you don't love the show, do not feel free to write us a review. <laughs> but you can do this over at Apple Podcasts and we will keep reading our favourite ones out on our epilogues. Yes. So thank you for that, Kate Bergie. Right, Lauren, back to practice of the week. Have you come across any more studies or research on Reiki? Yes, I have. A literature review published in 2008 concluded that there was not enough evidence to support Reiki as an effective treatment for any condition and that its value remained unproven. Oh, I'm really sad. And in 2015, a review of studies on Reiki and the treatment of anxiety and depression was published by Cochrane. We use Cochrane in so many of our review I'm studies. I've literally never heard of it. We, I must say Cochrane nearly every episode. <laughs> you don't. I do, I do. You don't, because I would have made a, a pathetic joke. It's always a Cochrane review. The investigators concluded... Literally never heard of it. No, there was insufficient evidence to say whether or not Reiki is useful for people over 16 years of age with anxiety or depression or both. What about under 16 years of age? Of the few studies that had been done, most were of a low quality with small sample sizes and no peer reviews and no control groups. That sounds like a rubbish study. Meanwhile... 
Research published in BMC Nephrology has suggested that allowing dialysis patients, for example, to benefit from healing touch may be worthwhile, especially if it's offered for free by volunteers. Pain reduction may be slight, but is non-traumatic, does no harm, and allows patients to feel they are doing something to heal and ease their pain. Mm. Um, There was a very, very interesting article in The Atlantic, which was talking about, is Reiki real? Does it matter if it's real? What do we define as real? Is real science? Is real? What is it? If you feel it in your body, who cares? Does that mean it's real or not? And they were basically saying that touch-based therapies like Reiki, they simulate the most well-understood care gestures. So like when your kids have a temperature and you lay a cool hand on their forehead or if they bang a knee and you kiss it better, it's basically the same thing. It's healing. It's healing. So it's, it's not hard to imagine that a hospital patient who's waiting for surgery or chemotherapy might feel some relief if someone Comes who is... Pra- and, yeah, yeah, and they lay them. a hand gently unhurriedly on that place where it's hurt. Why would that not be real? Why would someone say that is not real because it can't be measured? Well, it's all by science. It can't be measured by science exactly, but it doesn't mean it's not but real. But it can calm them down and that can translate into lowered blood pressure, less pain, less anxiety, and that's what's been observed yeah. in hospital patients who undergo Reiki. That does seem quite logical, right? And, um, and real. And real. Yep. So the stuff that Reiki seems to treat most effectively as stuff that orthodox medicine can't. Pain, anxiety, chronic disease, fear and discomfort of illness, but also of treatment. Mm. And doctors and researchers have accepted the line of argument that Reiki advocates have put forward, which is, does its exact mechanism need to be understood for it to be accepted as yes. a useful therapeutic option? Yes, yes. Does it? Well, this is, oh, it looks like it does. This is the difference between a holistic remedy and a scientific scientific medicine. Mm. It, that not that just the common argument that goes on all the time, but probably between the two? Mm. Basically, placebo, no placebo. If it works, it's real. If it works, it's real. Right. And you might not be able to measure that by science, but if it makes you feel better, then great. I mean, to put it in context... You know that loads and loads of people take SSRIs, antidepressants, right? And you know that there is actually a scientific consensus that the serotonin imbalance theory of depression is flawed and that actually they don't really know if those drugs are any more effective than a placebo. Yet, millions and millions and millions of people are on them for their depression and say it helps. So it's it's not dissimilar to that. it's like it's a virtuous person, Reiki, who sits with you intending your well-being. How lovely. Right? And that, you know what I call that? A bit of self-care. <laughs> exactly. Have you, would you do it again? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm totally open to doing it again. Yeah, I would definitely do it again. In fact, I might call Melissa and go in the next few because weeks. Because she does say that people normally would do a course. They would yeah. do sort of four sessions. Yeah to fix stuff over time. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. And I said on the main show that I was feeling quite low yes. after. Are you feeling a bit better now? I am. Yeah. I guess I'm feeling a bit more reserved. And just Interesting. Yeah, and a little bit more perhaps reflective, withdrawn. I can't really... You're feeling a bit introspective. Yes. Thank you. Ooh. How articulate Ooh. you are, my friend. And I'm still feeling that way, but I'm not... It's not unpleasant. You've got quite like a chill energy about you, I would say, today. Have I? Yeah. Loving that. Not like, yeah, more like a sort of... 
energy. Namaste. Yeah, namaste. I I am very namaste. (laughs) And I think if anyone meets me, that is exactly how they would describe me, don't you think? Uh, Never. She's just so zen. Never. We've had this conversation. I always say I'm zen. Yeah, but you're not. You're not zen. You have dropped that now, haven't you? Maybe. I'm going to go and ask all your best mates, do you think she's in? I'm actually going to do a fucking poll. I'm doing a poll with all your friends and I'm going to ask on Instagram. I'm actually going to ask on Instagram if our listeners think you're in. (laughs) (laughs) I did actually ask on Instagram about Reiki this week. Ever had Reiki? Hmm. What do you think the responses were? By the way, we had so many people respond but to I told this. you this is we have been asked to do this for a long time it's it's of it's of great interest the poll is still going actually okay by the time we I'm gonna this. go like un, under like maybe mm, 32% have had Reiki 44% okay percent. okay that's quite high it's quite high yeah. But our listeners do like to look after themselves. They do. You always get surprised I do. that they look after themselves. <laughs> Why would they listen to us if they didn't? Yeah. Then I said to them, oh, tell us more about your experience. We had so much response. I thank you so much for writing in. Emma says she had it when she was pregnant because of very bad wind. Oh, yeah. So she felt heat radiate. She farted loads and then <laughs> slept. <laughs> and then slept for 11 hours. I'm really glad it alleviated your trapped wind. <laughs> That's what Emma said. Amy says she was sceptical to begin with, um, but it did absolute wonders for her physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. Yaz says, I'm, a tra- I'm trained as a Reiki master. She uses it to heal friends and family as well as herself. Once I've been able to ground myself, she says, I'm able to feel the healing energy almost like a heavy weight that roots me to the ground like a magnet. How beautiful. Mm. Claire says, I always had cold hands, but since learning Reiki, she's never had cold hands since. Oh, spooky. Well, that, that is quite something. Yeah. That she's changed her temperature. Yeah. Through Reiki. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And then a lot of people said they found it really relaxing. They found it really calming. Like, big thumbs up on Reiki from our listeners. Big thumbs up. More thumbs up than the butthole sunning. Not surprising. Really? What a surprise. <laughs> So that's what our listeners had to say. Thank you so much for writing in. We love hearing from you. Now, before we finish off our Reiki week, we have a new segment. Oh, yes, we do. Welcome back to the Epilogue Show. We have mixed it up for you and it's called... The Self-Care Club Challenge of the Week. So each week here at the club, we are going to be giving you, the listeners, a challenge and the winner will be announced on the following week's epilogue show. This week's challenge of the week is because at Self Care Club, we always like to bring you free options because Reiki is not cheap. It's not cheap. You do have to pay your practitioner, as of course you should, because they're doing a great job. But we like to try and give you a version that you can do without spending any money. So this is your challenge. Go onto YouTube, find a video on how to do a bit of self-Reiki, Reiki on yourself, some self-healing. Do it. And let us know if you have had any results with it. And the winner will be announced on next week's show. How are we measuring the winner? Well, they are going to tell us what they did, how they learned it and what their experience was. And I guess we're just going to see what's the most interesting result. Okay. So it's the most interesting result. I guess. If you farted loads, you might get a shout out. You really might. If you have a flexible rectum, if you find out that your (laughs) rectum is particularly... 
stringy. You're never you- going to let that <laughs> fucking lie, are you? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to revert back to the Jesus main show. Christ. Okay, so that's challenge of the week. That is. So that is our Reiki week in full. Thank you for being in touch. Please keep your messages coming in to tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice and any practices that you would like us to try. You can email us at hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or you can find us on Instagram where all the action happens at selfcareclubpod. This week, we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Wellness News Flash. Oh, Nicole. What? It is time for yet another episode of Maybe Don't Put That Inside Your Vagina. <laughs> We've just come up with a new show. Oh, and a whole new podcast. A whole new podcast. Things Maybe not to put inside your vagina. vagina. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think that with the Wellness News Flash, I could top the vagina glitter bombs, but people keep coming up with this stuff and it is gold. What about the vaginal facial that we came up with? Yeah, well, that I've was... got another one. I've got a whole nother one for you, a new one. You can't top the vagina facial. I think the vagina glitter bomb topped the vagina facial. Do you mean the vagina sheet masks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this may top Actually, it. Actually, I think that was my newsflash. It was. Wait. Oh, I can't top it. Wait for this one. Go on. Under normal circumstances, your vagina does a pretty good job of keeping things nice and moisturised down there. I just want to say that we have a lovely new engineer slash producer. He's a man. And he... <laughs> He's looking a little worried, a little worried in the booth. We should probably go easy on him. No, he I, listen, that. he needs to he needs to understand this is the way things roll. He's with married. Us. He's, He's married. married. There's a lot of vag talk in this show. Yes. And so let's get on with it. Certain medical conditions can lead to issues with dryness. If it is severe, your doctor may recommend a moisturizing suppository to help you and your vag back to normal. But these suppositories are very different than something that is making the rounds on TikTok. These products are being referred to as vaginal moisturising melts or vagina melts, which claim, wait for it, Nicole, to make your vagina smell and taste like food. What food? You pop one in 10 minutes beforehand and bon appetit. TikTok user jwhiteman789 said in a video that she's titled Vaginal Moisturising Melts So Many Flavours. This video has had more than 2 million likes on the platform, she pointed out... What food? Like, what, a bag of telly. chips? Oh like, my Haribo, God. A cup of coffee? Like what? Well, she bought hers on Etsy and her... She bought it on yeah, Etsy? And her current flavours are strawberry, pineapple and peach flavoured suppositories. 
Sounds like a vape. Fellow TikTok user at Brittany24 also suggested using vaginal moisturizing melts. If you're going to have a little fun time with your man, she continued, they're basically vagina melts. Weird, I know, but when you use one, it makes your downtown taste and smell like the flavor that you choose. What are these things, Nicole? I shall tell you. They are called, because I can see you're about to Google them. I've Googled Femeles, them. Femeles, vaginal moisturizing suppository melt. You can buy as a 14-pack on Etsy, Etsy, Amazon, and Femeles website. They're quite inexpensive. I've just Googled it. How They're much about are four they? quid. Four quid. Okay. So the website recommends that women rediscover confident femininity. Oh, that pisses me off. No, that pisses me off. These are the flavours in case you're interested. Why can't we just all just embrace? I'm going to get to it. How, okay. How we are, however we are, like, I now just need to stick things up me to smell like a fucking pineapple. No. Let me just tell you the flavours on offer. It's, I don't care. Blueberry bliss? No. (laughs) Heavenly vanilla? No, I don't fucking care. What about wild cherry? It's just a joke. It's a joke and it sets us back about another... 50 years in feminism. Okay, these things are not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. You may not be surprised to hear. This is what uh, gynecologists have to say. Firstly, it is important to know, as we literally say every time we do this, you do not need to stick things in this your kind vagina. Of thing. Your vagina does a very good job of moisturising itself on a regular basis. Basis. If you do have a health condition, but this isn't about moisturising it. This is about it tasting nice. Yes. Yes. So uh, I reckon people do this that are single and perhaps at the beginning of a relationship. Well, Mary Jane Minkin, who is a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynaecology and reproductive science at Yale, she says, "I'm not sure why a vagina should need to smell or taste like, like fruit. bliss. These products are sort of silly." I don't think they're necessary. Your vagina is supposed to smell and taste like a vagina. You shouldn't be pressurised by anyone into altering its smell. Could you ever see a man sticking this shit up his arse so that his <laughs> arsehole smells like a croissant? I find it unlikely, although if it did, I'd be keener. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I do Maybe love a croissant. We've just found a business idea. <laughs> I'll guarantee there's nothing for, for yeah, a guy to, there that makes them smell better. Products like this perpetuate the idea that a normal vagina smell in all its natural human glory is, isn't good enough or clean or even okay. And it contributes to the taboo and the stigma surrounding vaginas, periods and female sexuality. Anything that is going into or near your lady parts can disrupt the pH of your vagina, which can lead to irritation and infections. Please keep that in mind. And also please keep in mind, if you are cuckoo enough to try these, that they may also contain oils, that can compromise the integrity of latex condoms. Listen, if you feel that your body is going to do okay with this and you really want to try it, go ahead, says Dr. Greaves. But she adds, it is important to know there is risk involved. And even more importantly, your vagina is not supposed to smell like fruit. The end. This is an anti-feminist product. Agree. Right. So it sets us back years and years and years and years. Agree. I'm just trying to figure out who came up with this product. Do you think it is a man? I think it's a man. I think it's a man, like, because the smell of someone's vagina doesn't offend a woman, does it? No. No. So, and is there the equivalent for a man? Is there a product... Definitely not! ...on the market equivalent for a man? Willy wipe to make your willy smell like freshly baked baguette? No. Therefore... So that's quite a good idea, Nicole. I just came up with that. Don't try... Willy wipe. No, I'm going with willy wipe. 
No, I, no. They, if you know, we like ha- baby wipes. If we, ha- I, if we have to stick something up, so do they. Okay? Let's just even the playing field. They don't get a fucking wipe and I've got to stick like a mento up my nanny. No. Anyway, I don't like it. It won't be good. Don't get it for me as a Christmas I'm present. I'm not going to get it for anyone as a Christmas present. <laughs> I'm not interested. Tell me. Yes. Let's change the subject. Please. What are you doing for your self-care? If you are sticking sweets up your nanny, don't no, bother telling me. well, I am not. <laughs> what are you doing? I was at an actual birth, a real birth. I have not been at oh, a birth. Oh, you were actually allowed actually to do your job? allowed to do my job. Congratulations. I've not been allowed to do my job since basically December. Oh. So it's been, it's, it's, it was a novelty. Um, it was overnight. I got maybe one hour sleep between the hours of one and two, and then that was it. Um, so when I returned, I had to put some serious self-care in place. Lucky, I host a self-care podcast. Did you know that? Um, <laughs> I'm amazed that you have put some self-care in place. I, li- I literally had to. What did you did Right. So I came home at 6am. On the way home from the hospital, I picked up the Sunday papers. I, I came in the house. I took the dog straight out for a walk. I know that sounds a bit counterintuitive, like you would think I would go to bed, but... I needed to ground, yeah. decompress, yeah. be in nature. Nice. If we've learned anything on this podcast, it is that nature. that is like the bomb to yeah. do that. Basically, right? you don't need to listen to any more of our shows. No. Just go for Just a walk. Just go for a fucking walk. Yeah. So I did that. Decompress, process the events. I came home. I cleaned the kitchen. I did the dishwasher. I made a cup of tea. I organised a play date for my child, the youngest, so that I knew... This is not self-care. No, no, no wait. dishwasher wait, and cleaning the kitchen is not self-care. I did all these things before the hours of 7am so that I knew I could let go. And then I took a shower, I got into my bed with the papers I'd picked up at 6am and I stayed in that bed until 6pm. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I napped, I read, I did nothing. I just relaxed. Lovely. I had to. Gorgeous. That's what I did. What have you been doing? I went on a trek with my daughter. A trek up a mountain. Up a few mountains. It was pretty Helvellyn. hard. It was hardcore. Helvellyn in the Lake District. Was it anyway. hell or was it heaven in Helvellyn? <laughs> it was fantastic. It was fantastic to do it with her. And the part of self-care that I want to talk about is that we raised loads of money for women's aid. Yes, you did. And I feel really proud of her. She, there was a write-up in the paper about her yeah. because she, in a local paper because she raised so much money. We raised so much money. And it was just that feeling of accomplishment was unlike any other. I felt proud. I just felt... I just felt so great. Yeah. Because we were doing something much bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And for other people in need. And it just felt fantastic. And actually, on the back of that, we had a conversation, didn't we, that we're going to do a week of charity. Yes. Because I think it's so good for the soul. Yes, absolutely. So any ideas on that, we're happy to hear them. I think we may tie it in with uh, Breast Cancer Awareness in October. But we are very open to listening to you guys if you've got some great ideas for us. Yeah, that would be great, actually. Any podcast recommendations? Well, listen, it's nothing new, but Off Menu is back for the new series. It's just better than ever. I never get sick of it. Even is it though... better than ever? Well, Have they changed just... anything? No, but that's what I was going to say to you is that the format is exactly the same. It never changes. Yet I never get bored of it. I'm obsessed with it. Love it. And we hope people feel the same about ours. I know. I just love it so much. What about you? I am obsessed yeah. with Pieces of Britney. Have oh, you yeah. heard this? I have heard about it. So yeah. it's an eight-part sort of docuseries. Yeah. It's written and narrated by Pandora Sykes. Oh, okay. Who we're big fans of yes. anyway. Um, and it takes you through the rise and fall of Britney. Britney, how she came to fame, 
how the how she started to change through the frame, through her marriage and through all the ups and downs mm. and how the conservatorship came about. Is there stuff in there you don't know already? Because I feel a bit like subsumed with that story now. I would say the first five episodes you pretty much know. Yeah. But the background stuff of why she shaved her head yeah. and what was really going on. Yeah in her life, mm. you don't really know. Okay. And actually, the way that it was portrayed to us mm. through the press, mm. she was just an absolute commodity. And everyone treated her like a commodity, not as a human being who was mm. actually going through a divorce. Her auntie had died, who she was very, very close to, so she was grieving terribly. Um, and there's just, you know, was she was she driven to the madness or was she mad? Mm. who's responsible for the decline in her mental health. And we're going back to like 2005 to 2008, where mental health was not a discussion. No, it wasn't. But she was hounded upon how you can't believe how this woman was hounded in her life. Anyone made of the strongest mentality would go a bit stir crazy. Sounds like a good one. It's absolutely brilliant. I have loved it. Thanks for that. And that's our epilogue show in full. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Self-Care Club are back every Tuesday and every Friday. Please don't forget to write us a review and we're going to read our favourite ones out on this show. If you have anything else you want to tell us, please email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We'll be back next week with a brand new practice. Bye-bye.